Imagine building a more successful hypnosis business just in the next 10 days. To learn how, please visit worksmarthypnosis.com and take the 10-day hypnosis business challenge. Yours free today. Welcome to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast with Jason Lynette, your professional resource for hypnosis training and outstanding business success. Here's your host, Jason Lynette. All right. Hello and welcome. This is Jason Lynette, and you're listening here to the Work Smart Hypnosis Podcast, session number one. That's right. Session number one, the all positive pre-talk. First off, if this concept of a podcast is brand new to you, I'll make it very simple. Chances are at home, you have access to on-demand entertainment. Maybe you have Netflix. Maybe you have Hulu. Maybe your cable provider, you've used the on-demand features within that. And the concept of podcasting began with radio shows that you could listen to on the air, beginning to archive their programs in a format you could listen to on demand. And from that built this incredible, incredible subculture of people just like me, people who are presenting podcasts. You can listen to on demand anytime, anywhere you choose. I've become a bit of a podcast junkie over the last couple of years. I'm constantly listening to them in my car. If I go to the gym, that's what I'm listening to. Even if there's a moment where in the morning I'm out walking my dog and I want to plug in headphones, I'm listening to valuable content that's going to enrich my life. So I want to thank you, first of all, for joining me on this brand new adventure. If you're listening to this anywhere other than WorkSmartHypnosis.com, I highly encourage you to go visit that site today. On that website, you're going to find a treasure trove of online training videos, free resources, all aimed towards hypnosis, training, and outstanding business success. That's right, you heard me, outstanding business success. Here's what I mean by that. It turns out that uh, we're a profession of people, hypnotist, hypnotherapist, consulting hypnotist, whatever titles you choose, we know how to get out there and help our clients. If you're a stage hypnotist, you know how to get up there on that stage and present a program, which in some way is helping to solve a solution, whether it's just simply entertainment or whether it's creatively working in the brand, the message of a corporate entity or even a high school event. That entertainment is there to solve and serve a specific purpose. And again, as hypnotists, it turns out we're a profession of people that really have a bit of a challenge running our own successful businesses. And I'm here as someone who has done that. I've filled up my practice. I've done the stage hypnosis. I've done corporate seminars and wellness programs. I fill up classes. I can host ongoing uh, advanced trainings with people who come into this area and we pack the room. So I know how to do this for myself. So my goal specifically with this program, with this podcast, is giving you the valuable information that I know to help you to build your own success. And along the way, highlighting those people in the hypnosis profession that are really making a difference out there. I've said it before, I'll say it again. The more we're all working, the more we're all working. The one thing that's going to advance this incredible profession is for more of us to be out there just doing good work for more of us to be out there successfully running our businesses. And that's what this is all about. For those of you that I've yet to meet, my name is Jason Lynette. I'm a board certified hypnotist, 
I'm an instructor, and I'm the director of a very busy hypnotism practice out here in Alexandria, Virginia, titled Virginia Hypnosis. Check it out on the web, virginiahypnosis.com. I typically see about two dozen clients a week myself. I've got a staff of uh, associate hypnotists here too, and constantly offering classes, trainings, workshops, and just really enriching the local hypnotism community in terms of building up just our own success. And the goal of this podcast is to do that now on a global scale. We can do the amazing things in our local markets, but to get this information out there and available to everybody, that's why I'm here with you today. Uh, again, I live out actually in Burke, Virginia, maybe about 10 miles away from my office. Uh, married, my wife Michelle and I have two small kids, Claire and Max. Claire's three years old and Max is one years old. So I share that because my primary goal, notice the name of this program here, Work Smart Hypnosis. I want you to work smart. I don't want you out there working hard. And let me tell you exactly what I mean by working hard. Because oftentimes to work smart, it takes a little bit of hard work in the early stages to get everything systemized and up and running and reliable. I don't want you working hard in a way that is just really tricking yourself into being productive. Chances are you've done some things that weren't as productive as you'd like them to be. Maybe you spent some money on advertising that didn't convert. Maybe you sat in front of a computer one day for three or four hours trying to figure out how to do something you could have hired someone else to do for less than 20 bucks. So again, the goal here is to help you to work smart. So let's build our efficacy, let's build our efficiency, and let's build the success of everybody in this hypnotism profession. So the topic today is something that I've shared only in private circles. And it's something that really has revolutionized the practice that I run here. And on top of that, I can probably point to this strategy as being one of the reasons that I find just really great success with my clients. I want you to consider this point of view. We're one of the few professions out there that on the whole, most people would come into our office and the majority of hypnotism practitioners out there would immediately begin the process by talking about what is not going to happen in that session today, as opposed to perhaps what they should be talking about, everything wonderful that the client is going to experience in that session. Let me introduce this topic. The concept is that of a pre-talk. And if you're brand new to hypnosis, the concept of a pre-talk is very simple. It's that preamble, it's those introductory remarks that we share with the client that explain exactly what's about to happen. If you've ever seen a stage hypnosis show, the stage hypnotist also comes out and does a pre-talk. It's that piece of information, it's that brief, perhaps in some small way, educational moment that guides the client through the upcoming experience of going through hypnosis and affecting the changes or experiencing the phenomenon that's a part of a stage hypnosis program. The funny thing is this, it turns out that most of our profession spends that time in the pre-talk talking about what is not going to happen, as opposed to what is going to happen. The definition that most people would use of a pre-talk would be that of allaying the fears and common misconceptions of hypnosis. There are a few people out there that would also point to it builds expectation towards a positive hypnosis experience, and that's absolutely true. Yet the majority of folks out there are spending that time talking about what is not going to happen. As opposed to what I feel we should be doing, let's talk about what is going to happen. You don't go into the bank 
and the banker tell you, I'm not going to come home and unclog your toilets, as lovely as that sounds. You don't hire a lawyer, and the lawyer tell you, I'm not going to teach you how to do advanced geometry. And these may seem like funny examples, but again, if we want to build our own success, our outstanding success in hypnotism, we should begin to refocus ourselves on what is going to happen, as opposed to what's not going to happen. I'll share with you some interesting thoughts on this before we actually jump into the content here. There's a bit of an overriding theme that I've found developing in my sessions that I do with clients over the last couple of years. And it turns out that, again, this is something that spills into all different parts of life. We're a society that spends so much time talking about what we don't want as opposed to what we do want. A client comes into my office a couple of days ago. I don't want to smoke anymore. And I'm asking some questions to begin to draw some content to make use of in that session. Okay, well, what's in it for you when you make this change? And he's responding to me. Well, I don't want this cough. And I don't like wasting all my money. And I don't like that it's pulling me away from my family. He's speaking of everything in the negative. And what that actually is doing is reinforcing those negative patterns in the mind. Those sequences, those programs, like software on a computer that are running as he's talking about the things that he doesn't want. In some small way, he's actually strengthening those mental patterns. So phase one of our process needs to focus on the solution. Well, what's it going to feel like when you're no longer wasting your money? Oh, well, that'll be great. Then I'll have the money to pay off some debt and I can begin to invest my money in the things that I want rather than the things I don't want. And I thought it was so remarkable. He made that shift in our conversation just as soon as I started to ask some pointed questions going into our process. So asking him perhaps to continue that conversation, when you're no longer coughing, what's that going to be like for you? And he lit up. Oh, he lit up in the good way, not the bad way. He lit up in a wonderful way. He goes, oh, that'll be wonderful because I can go up and down stairs. I can play with my kids. That's going to be great. So again, with hypnosis, we want to focus on that solution and bring it back to the beginning. Bring them into the outcome, successfully having achieved their goals, and bring those skills, abilities, and resources into the session, into that decision point that they're at today. So considering that as a positive way to perhaps play with that intake interview portion of our session, let's bring that same concept into our pre-talk. Well, first of all, what are these common misconceptions of hypnosis? You've probably heard these before. What if they're asleep? Well, the fact is they're not. What if there's a loss of control when the actual statement is there's a gaining of control that comes out of the process? What if they can be made to tell secrets? What if they can be made to do things they normally wouldn't do? What if they get stuck in the process? And the fact is, these are all misconceptions. These are all concepts that have been put out there perhaps by movies, by television programs, various works of fiction over the years. So if we begin our hypnosis session, again, by talking about what the process is not, we're only strengthening those negative mental patterns talking about what the process could be. Even worse, what if you begin to talk about these concepts of these common misconceptions, and one of these misconceptions was one that your client didn't even have when they came in the door. You look at a client in your office and tell him, I'm not going to make you tell secrets today. And chances are, if that wasn't his fear before, well, it may be now. Because why would you be telling him that 
if that wasn't the case at all. So remembering again, there's only one thing that can prevent someone from going into hypnosis, and that is a fear of the process. The purpose of the pre-talk is an opportunity to educate your client on hypnosis. And yes, it is to alleviate any fears or misconceptions they may have. If you ask your client if they're ready to go into hypnosis and they're cautious, they're nervous, they're fearful, it does mean there's something that you have not yet cleared up. So again, that classic approach is to briefly address the common misconceptions that I've mentioned before and explain why the opposite of those is really the case. However, a couple of years ago, I began to play with a new concept. In my approach, I wanted to focus on telling the client what will happen as opposed to what won't be happening. And you're going to find the various, uh, various uh, variations that I'm going to share with you in this presentation today that I'm going to begin to future pace to the client. A uh, number of things are going to be happening in that session. So the one thing I'll point out before we actually launch into a bit of a demo here is that I tend not to be a person who does anything by rote. I tend to be a person that as soon as I establish a pattern, I begin to change it as well. I want to make sure I'm not saying the exact same things day in, day out. My feeling is the more we can customize the experience to the client in front of us, the better of a successful experience we're both going to have. It forces us to be in the moment. If it was all wrote, if it was all memorized, we might as well just record it as an audio program, as a video program, which again, that can be very successful. Yet in my experience, at least in my current strategies, I find a much greater success by customizing to the individual in front of me. So before I actually launch into this pre-talk, let me give you the basic outline in terms of how my session plays out. Client walks in the door. Great to see you. Do you have any challenge finding us today? Great. Come on in. Have a seat. And I've got their office paperwork there in front of me. And I'll tell them. The way we tend to work here is we'll chat a little bit first of all about the information you've shared with me here today, and then we'll spend a little bit of time talking about hypnosis, what it is, what it's not, and then we'll actually get to work from there. Do you have any like big quip, big picture questions before we jump in? And I'd share with you at that point, I'd say 99% of people would typically say something along the lines of, that sounds good. Let's do that. Paraphrasing, of course. Yeah, that's fine. Very rarely will I have someone walking in the door holding onto a massive fear they might have. But if that comes up, that's going to be the moment where I very specifically address a misconception from the negative transitioning to the positive. So we spend some time talking about their goals, talking about the outcomes they'd like to achieve. And then comes a moment of transition where we then begin to go into what I call the all positive pre-talk. So in this process today, you're going to find your mind will be active and alert the entire time. You're going to hear what I say, and you remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. Rather than being a loss of control, this is a process of helping you to take back control those parts of your life that may have seemed beyond your control before. So working today with your habits and your behaviors, as well as your emotions, beliefs, and feelings. The interesting thing is, how is it going to feel today? Well, today you may feel this heavy feeling of relaxation as if you're sinking into that chair. You may discover this light, floating, kind of dissociated feeling, or today, you may discover the miraculous sensation that you're just sitting in a chair. <laughs> Whatever you feel is what you're going to feel. There's not one specific hypnotized feeling. 
So for that reason, though, there's going to be some, for lack of a better term, hypnotic moments that, to be fair, are kind of fun for you, but they're mostly helpful for me to choose the best methods to help you today. To paraphrase it, when you're responding to these instructions, I can use these techniques. And when you're responding to those instructions, I can use these techniques as well. There also might be some moments where you find yourself becoming so deeply interested in every word that I say. And then sometimes your mind wanders off to who knows what. Let it. As you find yourself becoming aware of something I'm saying that you're liking, just simply imagine yourself doing that thing. Imagine yourself experiencing what it is that I describe. And if I ask you to think about something, just think of it. Also, if you ever feel the, the, eads, the uh, urge to move, to scratch, to adjust, by all means, feel free to do so. That just helps you to relax even further. Now, do you have any questions before I hypnotize you? And I'd share in that brief delivery, which I'll do it a few more times just so you'll hear some of the different variations, the majority of my clients say, no, let's get started. And it's very simple. It's very direct. What I want to point out here is embedded inside of that all positive pre-talk embedded inside of it are all of the common misconceptions. You're going to hear what I say and remember as much as you would from any normal conversation that indirectly addresses you're going to be asleep or there's a loss of awareness. The fact is this is a process of helping you to take back control. So rather than telling them about it being possibly a loss of control, I'm going to let my focus be a gaining of control. And isn't that so much better of a place to jump into our session? The concept of being made to do things and being made to say things, again, I'm setting up a positive feedback loop in this process. Become aware of what it is I talk about, think about what it is, imagine what it is that I describe. There's one part of it that is slightly visual and that I'm just gesturing here in front of my body at certain times. And that is that moment of when you're responding to these instructions, I can use these techniques. And I'm just basically holding one hand outwards and then drawing a straight line horizontally off to the side. And then we're responding to those instructions. I can use these techniques as well. And I'm doing that perhaps about 12 to 18 inches lower than what my hands were before for a simple reason. It's paraphrasing in advance the concept of going deeper into hypnosis. So let me deliver that again. I'll do the whole thing in its entirety. And then we'll do it one more time and just break down it step by step. And we'll use a make-believe client here, and I'll tell a bit of a brief story in the midst of it as well. Uh, so, uh, Susan, in this process today, your mind is active and alert the entire time. You're going to hear everything I say, and you'll remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. You know, rather than being a process that involves a loss of control, the experience today is actually one of helping you to take back control, those parts of life that just don't need to be out of control any further. So we're going to help you to harness your own habits and behaviors and feelings. The interesting question I often get is, what does hypnosis feel like? Well, that's a very simple answer. Today, you may feel this wonderful, profound relaxation as if you're just sinking into that chair. Or today, you might notice this light floating kind of like in water or maybe dissociated feeling. Or today, you may discover the miraculous sensation that you're just sitting in a chair. <laughs> Whatever you feel is what you're going to feel. There's not one specific hypnotized feeling. So for that reason, though, there are some things I'm going to layer into the process today that confirm for the both of us exactly where you are. They're hypnotic in nature. They're kind of fun for you, but they're mostly for me. 
That helps me to choose the best strategies to help you affect change. When you're responding to these instructions, I can use these techniques. And when you're responding to those instructions, oh man, I can use those techniques. And those are even more powerful. Also today, I want to tell you a story. There's a guy who came into my office a couple of years ago. Uh, he comes in, the sessions went amazing. He did phenomenally well. The first session was textbook as it normally goes, but he's sitting there at the end of it. And he goes, I don't know if that worked. Like halfway through my nose started to itch and I didn't know if I scratched my nose, if that popped me out of hypnosis. So because of Frank, I have to tell you today, you're allowed to scratch your nose cough, sneeze, adjust, do whatever it is you need to do to be comfortable. Whatever you feel will help you to relax even further. Go ahead. That just helps you to go even deeper into hypnosis. And again, there may be some moments where you find yourself becoming so deeply interested in every word that I say. And then sometimes your mind wanders off to who the heck knows what. Let it. You know, we actually define hypnosis as being this bypass of that critical factor of the mind. It's that automatic response. So chances are when the mind is wandering off to something else, I might have had something to do with that. Do you have any questions before I hypnotize you? So again, just another variation of that process, just depending on the rapport level, depending on the questions that person may have had on the phone or coming in, that's how I'm going to begin to gauge exactly which variation and how much of a lighthearted, friendly, humorous take I put into it. Let me share one other variation as well that I'll often put in there specifically working with people for creating changes. Um, and this will be a demonstration of holding a pen in my hand and then asking them to do something. So let me explain to you exactly how this process works. Do me a favor. Try and take that pen out of my hand. And of course, every time I say that they reach over, they just take the pen out of my hand. Good. And already you failed that test because I said try. And what did you do instead? Yeah, you just did it. So what would try be? Well, maybe a little bit of bad acting. <clears throat> yeah, trying to pick that thing up. Even worse, watch this carefully. I'm going to hope I can pick this pen up and I'll hold it in my hand. I'll just stare at it. Yeah, I'm doing a fantastic job of hoping. In this experience today, we want to get out of that mindset of hoping or trying. They're very inactive. And here, the goal is just to make it happen, just to do it. I want you to consider this up until now. You've been trying all these methods to quit smoking for all these years. You've tried the gum, you've tried the patches, you've done the e-cigs, you've tried cold turkey. And to be fair, the reason you're here today is none of that stuff has worked. But I want you to change the way you think about that before we even go into our hypnosis process. The fact is you haven't tried all those other methods. The fact is, all that matters today is you've tried smoking, and that doesn't work for you anymore. So since that doesn't work for you, we're going to begin to do things very differently today. So you walk out that door, moving on with your life, perhaps as if you never even smoked in the first place. Sound good? Okay, good. There's the first session. I'll see you next week. Oh, no, no, wait. We got more. Throughout the process, you may become aware of this, you may become of that, and so on. And I want you to notice the use of some waking hypnosis suggestions that are inside of that phrase. If you need to rewind it, go back and listen to that again. But I have found that to be incredibly valuable. It also sets the stage for here's how this experience is going to be very, very different. So let's do this. I'm going to break down this all positive pre-talk paragraph by paragraph, or at least line by line as much as we can. 
So let's start. In this process today, your mind will be active and alert the entire time. And there are some truisms behind that statement. Because the mind is active and alert the entire time. Absolutely true. We can move forward. You're going to hear what I say, and you remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. Well, the reason behind that is, yes, they're going to hear our words. Even if they do kind of wander off on their own path at some point, the subconscious mind is hearing that. So yes, you are going to hear every word that I say. Now, this concept of remembering something, people don't remember everything from a normal conversation anyway. So it's a very fair statement. You'll remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. And immediately now we're going to put into the first misconception. Rather than being a loss of control, today is about helping you to take back control those parts of your life that don't have to be out of control anymore. Okay, good. We're fine so far. The next piece of information is something that I struggled with in terms of the exact phrasing to make this the most effective. And here's what it means. The question of what does hypnosis feel like? Well, I learned from another resource at one point to tell people there's no such thing as a hypnotized feeling. And that was actually doing myself a bit of a disservice. And instead, to focus on the subjective experience of that individual client. So today, you're going to recognize a Ericksonian listing pattern here. Today, you might feel a heavy feeling of relaxation. You might notice a light floating sensation. Or today, you may discover the miraculous sensation that you're just sitting in a chair. Whatever you feel is what you're supposed to feel. There's not one specific hypnotized feeling. So what have I done there? I've given them a listing pattern that they can then begin to sort themselves into one of three different categories. Maybe they'll be this one. Maybe they'll be that one. Maybe they'll be all three at different times. And I'll share a bit of an anecdote. As you watch your client, if as you say those things of heaviness, lightness, or just sitting in a chair, and you can watch them and physically they slump down, they sit upright, and then they just kind of balance out in the middle. Dude, you are set. That's going to be an amazing session. But I've given them three specific categories that they could find themselves sorting themselves into. Because again, hypnosis is a subjective experience. The way I experience it is probably different from the way that you experience it. Now, the next bit, if you make use of testing convincers strategies to build conviction that they were actually hypnotized as part of the experience, I'm setting the stage for that successfully at this part of the pre-talk. Here comes the text. However, there are some rather interesting hypnotic moments that are kind of fun for you, but they're mostly helpful for me to choose the best methods to help you today. So what have I done there? I've told them that they're going to be experiencing things that are hypnotic in nature. And that's helpful. You know, as hypnotists, we actually sometimes will ask a client to do some rather, well, strange things. Close your eyes so they won't open. Make your arms strong so it won't bend. Or the opposite of the catalepsy. Make the arms so loose, limp, and relaxed it's like a wet towel as if it just flops down loose, limp, and relaxed. People don't do these things on a regular basis. Open the eyes. Close the eyes. Take a deep breath in and send that relaxation down across your body. All these <laughs> hypnotic statements that we're prone to use. This stuff is weird if you've never done that before. So I've just, in some small way, given them a bit of a precursor for that experience. We will be doing some things that are hypnotic in nature. But here's what they do. 
and also to help me to choose the best methods to help you today. So perhaps in a future program, I'll share some of the ways that I motivate those testing convincer moments to make them even more powerful and also compound the changes that we're creating in the session. So again, there may be some moments where you're so deeply interested in every word that I say, and then sometimes your mind wanders off to who knows what, and I tend to deliver that phrase in that style. There's a bit of dramatic nature in that first part of the stage statement, and the last part is then a bit a little bit lighthearted and free. And I do that for a simple reason. Well, that's exactly what is going to happen anyway. There may be some moments where remember that Dr. Braid coined the term hypnotism, hypnosis, and then found that it wasn't the best name. And he began to then call it monoideaism because it was a state of focused attention in which the mind became so deeply interested in one specific outcome, one specific idea, one idea, monoideism. Horrible name, it never stuck. So just by the nature of the process, I'm telling them something that is going to happen. There may be some moments where you find yourself so deeply interested in every word that I say. And then sometimes your mind wanders off to who knows what let it. Also, just again, in that experience, if you have a client who before has said to you, uh, perhaps you've had this experience as well. Uh, I don't know. My mind was wandering off at some points. I've began to set the stage for a successful session because the moment they experience that now it serves as a deepening technique because it's something that in my preamble, my pre-talk they were expecting. Also, those moments of try and hope or just simply telling them, think about the things I ask you to think about, imagine the things I ask you to imagine. What I'm simply doing there is building their active role as part of the process. And also the bit about if you ever have the need to scratch, cough, move or adjust, go right ahead. You know, as we're brand new to hypnosis as a client or as a hypnotist, you know, we may have the client who's moving around quite a bit. Perhaps the chair they're in isn't as comfortable as it should be. And that really doesn't have much to do with the hypnotizability of that client. Remember again that relaxation is not hypnosis. And hypnosis is not relaxation. If anything, hypnosis and relaxation, the relaxation is a byproduct. It's our side effect. And in fact, it's probably one of the best side effects we can offer as part of the process. So just by setting the stage that if they need to move around or adjust, it's perfectly fine it's okay. You know, it's a funny thing. And I say this not to overcharacterize the client coming in for a hypnosis session, but keep in mind, you're working with a person who has something in their life that they want to make happen and they don't yet know how to make that happen. So the first statement I make is as they're coming into your office, it's a position of strength not a position of weakness. The position of weakness is to recognize there's something they want to create in their life. They don't know how to do it and they're going to do nothing about it. In my words, they're going to stew in their own unhappiness. Uh, the position of strength is exactly who your hypnosis client is. There's something they don't know how to make happen. So they're going to find someone who can help them make it happen and then make it happen. It's the same way that a business owner you know, would perhaps find that they don't know how to file their own taxes. So they're going to hire an accountant. It's the same way that, you know, anybody out there would have the need to track their money and store it somewhere safe. So they'd open up a bank account. This is a common human experience 
to reach out for help on something that we don't know how to make happen. So that's where they're coming in. That is a position of strength. That is a position of power. I don't know how I got off on that tangent, but it's wonderful information. So have that in the back of your mind. Oh, here we go. So the reason I bring that up is think of their starting point. There's something they don't know how to make happen, and chances are everything else they've tried to make it happen has not worked. So, and I say this not to characterize them as someone who's looking for something else to fail. I don't go there at all. No, I feel my mindset is the client is coming in and they want success and they're ready for it. And as long as I have that mindset, that becomes my client that I'm expecting. You know, this whole concept of resistant clients or self-limiting beliefs or specifically a secondary gain, you know, that stuff is real, but I think it's a lot more rare. It's a lot more rare than our hypnotism profession has been accepting uh, for years. So plant that seed. We'll talk about that in a future program. But again, here's a client who has something they want to make happen and they don't know how to make it happen yet. So there's that little part of that person's mind who's playing the game of, I'm not doing it right. This isn't going to work for me because that's been their pattern they've been doing up until now. So it's the benefit of that Ericksonian statement. That's right. That's good. That's it. These positive moments, these positive, simple suggestions you can give your client that just, for lack of a better term, serve as a pat on the back that, hey, buddy, you're doing great. You're doing wonderful. Keep it up. We got this. So by telling the person, if you need to move around or scratch, go ahead. It'll just help you to go into hypnosis even better. That's wonderful. Uh, A sidebar, I tend to be a person who doesn't move around my client too much. You know, this whole business about uh, have the client uncross their legs if they're crossed. Well, if that's how they're more comfortable, I'm going to let them sit that way. Now, I may plant a seed in my session by saying, and if at any point you'd feel more comfortable to move around those legs, by all means, go right ahead. It helps you to relax even more deeply. So again, just set that stage for whatever they do, whatever they experience. That's right. That's right. And then the powerful question at the end embeds a bit of a presupposition because I don't ask the question, would you like to do hypnosis with me? Yes or no? Because that's inviting a no response. Instead, I'm going to presuppose that I am going to hypnotize you. So the question is, do you have any questions before I hypnotize you? So it presupposes that, yes, today I'm going to successfully hypnotize you. To be fair, in my world, getting into hypnosis with our clients, it's the easiest part of our experience. It's the easiest part of our process. If you've had a challenge up until now, chances are your pre-talk was doing yourself a bit of a disservice in terms of doing that. So one more time, let me deliver everything its entirety. And again, recognize it may be a little bit different this time just because I do tend to change it up each and every time I present it. So in this process today, your mind will be active and alert the entire time. You're going to hear what I say and you're going to remember as much as you would from any normal conversation. In the experience of hypnosis today, rather than being a process that involves some type of loss of control... Instead, today, it's an experience of helping you to take back control of those parts of your life that may have seemed beyond your control before. I often get the question, what does hypnosis feel like? Well, today, you may discover this profound, heavy relaxation as if you're sinking into that chair. 
You might also notice this light kind of floating sensation as if you're in water or disconnected from your body. Or today, check this out, you may discover the miraculous feeling that you're just sitting in a chair. Whatever you feel is what you're going to feel. There's not one specific hypnotized feeling. So for that reason, there are some things that I am going to layer into our process today that, for lack of a better term, are hypnotic in nature. They're kind of fun for you as we're doing them, but they're mostly helpful for me. When you're responding to these instructions, I can use those, those techniques. And we respond to these suggestions, oh man, I can use these techniques, and I know those are going to help you even better. Also, if there's ever the moment you feel the need to scratch, cough, move, or adjust, by all means, go right ahead. Whatever you need to do, go right ahead. just helps you to relax even further. And if there's ever a moment I'm asking you to think about something, well, the best use of your time, money, and energy today is to think about that thing that I'm describing. If I'm asking you to imagine something, imagine it. So sit back, relax. I'm going to make sure you have a wonderful experience today. Do you have any questions before I hypnotize you? And again, it's as simple as that. Also notice how brief it is. And I'd share one final thought before we wrap up today. There are some people out there that are fans of doing really, really, really long pre-talks. Uh, at one workshop, I heard someone say that their hypnosis pre-talk was about 40 minutes. That's right, four zero, 40 minutes long. They shared a detailed history. They shared uh, all sorts of historical figures. They shared the ins and outs of here's what's happening in the brain. Here's the structure of the conscious and the subconscious mind. And I used to do that too. And I would share the result that I noticed was that the client was kind of um, fading away. They were kind of zoning out and not in the way that was effective for our session. So over the years, the task became, how do I sand this experience down to the essentials? How do I just say those things that need to be said was the first step. The second step was how do I get rid of all those negatives and make it all positive? How do I talk about what is going to happen rather than what isn't going to happen? So by doing that now, I believe the pre-talk is about a minute in length. And if anything, it's just giving me more opportunities for waking hypnosis, more opportunities for waking suggestion to build towards a positive hypnotic experience. I'd love to hear your feedback on this. I'd love to hear your feedback, especially if you put this into place, if you fold these concepts, not if, as you fold these techniques into your sessions, into your interactions, whether it's in a meetup, whether it's working with clients. I want you to do this. I want you to test this. I want you to put this in place. And you're going to notice two things that are going to happen. The first is, wonderfully, you're going to have so much more time in your session. And second of all, you're going to have a client that's primed for success. They know what they're going to expect. They know what they're going to experience, and they're going to be ready for your process and ready for your wonderful techniques to help them produce that outstanding change. So let me know how this goes for you. Shoot me an email, uh, respond to the podcast listing, respond to the post on worksmarthypnosis.com. Send me a message on Facebook. I'd love to hear how this works for you. Again, thanks so much for joining me here on this program today. This is Work Smart Hypnosis. Visit online worksmarthypnosis.com. I look forward to hearing of your future success very soon. Thanks for listening to the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast at worksmarthypnosis.com. Please visit the Work Smart Hypnosis podcast listing on iTunes and share your positive feedback.